Toontown Public Works is not for kids. We have tried our best to keep the show PG-13, but the Motion Picture Association said that there were too many weird sex things and butts. So now, live and uncensored, season two of Toontown Public Works. Enjoy the show, you filthy animals. Toontown Historical Society presents Toontown Public Works, a program where three highly unqualified doofuses make a mockery of themselves in the name of preserving this great city's forgotten classics. And welcome to Toontown Public Works, where we let me start over. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Toontown Public Works, where we trudge through the ink to find the hidden gems. I'm Ichi the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Cirque the Cat, back from three months of meditation out in the desert. Hello, everyone. <laughs> yes. Uh, he was meditating. Uh, I was uh, getting a uh, music career that uh, I rose meteorically into stardom and then uh, flashed and panned like almost instantly and lost all of my money MC Hammer style. I was um, taking a nap. Don't question how That's we had an nap. episode with me talking out in January, by the way. The answer involves clones. <laughs> I thought it was like your astral projection or something like that. <laughs> No, I astrally uh, projected into my clone. <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. Um, no, I think it makes less, but okay. <laughs> Look, you're just not into science and or mysticism as much as I am, Casey. So I think I think I just know more than you do. Um, yeah, I, I as you know that so. as a, I have a certificate on my wall that says I am a science boy. So therefore, I know this. Um, <laughs> Casey, you need to eat so, more jade eggs. It. I think that's how this works. <laughs> um, Certified so yeah, uh, science boy from MIT. <laughs> <laughs> I want all degrees to just be that. Like, you know, you're a science boy or science girl or science what science them or something. Science MB. Uh, and just that'll be what they have on certificates from here on out. Even if you're like, uh, like got a liberal arts degree you still are a science boy is there a, <laughs> is there a medicine boy on this plane <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is a medical emergency and we need a medicine boy this is our airplane uh fan cast <laughs> uh uh <laughs> anyways uh okay so for real reels uh, so we've had kind of a radio silence for uh, a few months now, uh, and there's a lot of reasons that that was the case. Uh, one of the big ones, in fact, probably one of the biggest was the fact that I moved like I was pr planning a big move from uh, uh, from uh, where I lived in Colorado to Texas, where I'm currently recording right now, uh, not in a permanent location, but like, you know, in between spot until like I get a job, you know? that kind of thing uh and i was a bit i was not unsure i was not sure if i was actually going to have like the ability to record until fairly recently so that was a thing um 
And then also we just kind of needed a break. Just it was a lot of stuff was going on in all of our lives that was making it really kind of hard for us to like do the things that for this podcast. Like it's even like even the small minimum things that I have to do made me exhausted (laughs) to do them. And I feel like such a lazy butt. But like, yeah. And uh, like Alex needed a break. Aki needed a break. Casey needed a break. Cirque needed a break. So like we just took a break. And that's all that was, <laughs> honestly. Uh, and we're recording this on April 1st. Uh, uh, oh, uh, um, so. Should we do a joke know... or something? Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> no, podcast, we don't do jokes on pod- this podcast. The podcast was inside a snow globe the entire time. God like damn it, it, not Tommy. not in like a. It, no, no, it wasn't Tommy Westfall's. Like literally, we were just trapped inside of a snow globe, kind of like in Coraline. Like that's that's what the that's what it was. Ah, okay. Uh, this is. <laughs> I I almost uh, this is really terrible. I almost said we were in the jerry falwell universe because that's the name that came to my mind <laughs> like the televangelist uh, the, fun, <laughs> the fun like we're in the uh was wasn't he also the one well one of the many who was uh got secretly found fa- with a male escort of some sort uh i don't know there were two of them one was the father and one was the son and in many ways we are living in the jerry falwell universe unfortunately Ugh. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> i, I want to live in the tom and jerry universe so i can be chased around by mallet uh with a that's cat. a better that is a better jerry admittedly yes uh anyways uh so news uh so uh, generally speaking i honestly don't i haven't really looked too much into cartoon news other than like the general stuff that kind of just shows up about like hey something got added to this platform or whatever uh uh speaking which uh frozen 2 and onward got added to disney plus early yeah um because we're all stuck inside (laughs) uh go go check them out i still have not and i feel bad about that yeah, I need to see both of them myself. Uh, but I'm honestly kind of like, like I, I don't know. I was Frozen Two. I'm actually really interested in just because I'm still kind of an apologist for the first Frozen. Um, and uh, I've heard some really good stuff about Frozen Two. And usually sequels where they say, "Oh, it's just based on the first one," like I could kind of get behind that sometimes. Like I kind of don't really need you to try to like overanalyze something but like i don't know um anyways uh and like god what is it uh onward onward looks cute i generally i think i know what the entire plot of that movie is already in my head and i don't really think i care (laughs) to (laughs) a degree like it's it's cute it looks cute but like i don't know like it's gonna be something that like i'm gonna do it because i'm watching it with some friends it's not gonna be something i'm gonna go out of my way to do like it would have been a thing i would have gone out and do if i saw it in the theater but i can't see it in theater so like 
now it's on streaming, I actually have less incentive to go see it. So, like, (laughs) I don't know. Um, Because, like, you see, if a movie is in a theater, I can, like, I have to, like, plan it out. I have to know what time it's at. I have to, like, get it all there. I have to make sure that, like, I plan my seating and if I'm when I'm going to drive out there and get to that. So, like, it's a bit big big of a plan stuff. So, uh, I actually can, like, I have to, like, make concrete, like, things to, like, set myself up to go do it. Um, with it, it being on streaming, I'm just sort of like, oh, I can do it whenever. Okay. And then I basically never do it, <laughs> especially when it's only something I don't like. I'm only okay and sort of interested in seeing. I don't know. Um, anyways, uh, I have watched stuff though since then. Uh, how about uh, Casey? Do you have any shows or movies or anything that you've watched in the interim of the two months? I before? have, but none of them were cartoons. <laughs> oh dang! Yeah, can you pretend one of them was a cartoon? <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, wait, no, one of them was actually. It was Looney Tunes back in action. <laughs> Okay, what did you think about that movie? I did did a really crazy double feature where first I watched Paris is Burning and then I watched Looney Tunes (laughs) back in action. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Good lord. Gee, I... I don't know. I feel like I feel like if you set your expectations low enough, Looney Tunes back in action is... Kind of just like a fun romp. Wait. Uh, what? Wait. Do we have somebody in here dissing on Looney Tunes back in action? I've no, not seen it. I honestly I don't just, care that much. I, it's not. It's not like a really compelling movie or anything. It's not. You know. It's not. I guess the the problem is that like if I was if like stylistically, it's in the same genre as like. Who framed Roger Rabbit? <laughs> so if you if you use that as a benchmark, Looney Tunes back in action is uh That's that's completely very fair, disappointing. I don't know. Like I don't I don't think like No, it's it's fun, but like what what it is, is it it feels like uh it feels like a Looney Tunes cartoon that's an hour and a half long uh, with live action people. And it's not anything more or anything less than that. It's just really fun. Uh, See, one thing that people speculate on the reason why uh, uh, like Disney animation managed to transition into films way easier than uh, Warner Brothers animation ever did. Like, it really is only had like consistent hints uh as of like a decade ago (laughs) or something like that um but like uh yeah no like uh one of the things they speculate is that uh disney knew like the disney company knew that they couldn't uh just take their shorts like their mickey mouse shorts the goofy Mm -hmm. shorts all that kind of stuff and stretch them for an hour and a half because that would get really tedious it would get very obnoxious like you get worn out you know you 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 you, there's too much going on too many jokes too much going to have and some people can like handle that and sometimes that's valuable and good to have like i like a good comedy that like goes on and on and like doesn't relent but like 
there's also a bit of exhaustion that could happen with that, especially when you get to the point where you are kind of like getting older and more cynical about things. Well, like like that's, that's (laughs) the thing is it's like, it doesn't have a problem where it's like too many jokes, too irreverent because it's Looney Tunes. That's what I expect. You know, uh, what it doesn't have is uh, a plot that feels like it's cinematically high stakes, and that's fine. It's just not yeah. what I expected. Um, so, I mean, yeah. the Disney Company realized that, which is why stuff like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Dumbo, uh, Pinocchio are the way that they are. You know, mm-hmm. like they're high stakes kind of stuff, and you could see some experimentation of that prior some of the shorts but yeah like, like even yeah, even like, I, even I, compared to like space jam the stakes are lower it, it just feels like a cartoon with a with a cartoon plot and uh, I, a cartoon uh villain uh, played by steve martin and that's about it it's good though it's on netflix if you have nothing else to do uh well it and space jam are on netflix so that's the yeah. whole thing um, yeah but and I do do watch Paris is Burning regardless. It's not a cartoon and it's not funny. It's really good though. <laughs> and, uh, and maybe don't watch them as a double feature because there's there's just it's just not cohesive at all. <laughs> I was that was about oh God I, that that's almost as bad as the double feature uh, where I watched uh, 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 the Meg and. Uh, Fair 9-11-9 back-to-back, <laughs> which that was a fucking trip. Uh, yeah, maybe theaters, if you if I was to do that double feature, I would probably do those in the other order. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I kind yeah. of chose the wrong order with that for sure, honestly. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, fuck, what was it? Uh, you... I was going to make a Paris is, uh, Paris is Burning joke of it being like a cartoon about like a cow knocking over a lantern and then there's like cartoon firefighter dogs all over the place. But I feel like that's inappropriate. And I have no Maybe. idea what Paris is Paris is, oh, fire Paris, is Paris is Burning is a documentary about uh, about drag clubs in the 80s. Oh, oh, right. OK, there we go. It's extreme. Sounds, I guess that sounds depressing as hell. Um, at times, yes, and at other times, it's actually not. At other times, oh. it's very—I don't know. Like you'll you'll have That's to cool. watch it. You'll have to watch it for yourself. It's it's really, uh, it's really good, super good, and it's on Netflix. That's good. Uh, Cirque, did you have any other like toony thingies you wanted to bring up, uh, other than the one we want to discuss about? Yes, actually. So. Just just a quick thing, just a quick thing to mention. Bob Iger left Disney. Bob Chappick's in a CEO. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> like an I, enormous I, news, but I have white, nothing to say about it. So. A white guy with a plain face got swapped out for another white guy with a plain face. I don't fucking care. I don't. It's, I don't they're exactly the same. I don't like Bob Iger, but like whatever. Like I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you both. Bob, like. Uh, Bob Chapek is basically Iger too, unfortunately. So get ready for that. <laughs> Wait, what's his name? I mean, uh, Bob Chapek. Okay, so it's it's Bob Iger two, Michael Eisner three. <laughs> Bob <laughs> Bob Chappy, Bob Chappy two. There's my Chappy. Um, uh, uh, 
I have started. Let's see here. There are several things that I watched in, like, I think around the wintertime and January that I really liked. I can't remember if I talked about seeing a hell of a boss and has been on a hotel on here. I know I'm in the, I know I'm in the vast minority for actually liking having a hotel. I've, I've seen both of them. Yes. I fair haven't enough. watched either of them. That is completely fair. There are multiple reasons why you probably shouldn't watch the former there. But, yeah. anyway, uh, I started Castlevania Season 3. This is an anime that I actually like. What the hell? I still need to see Castlevania. You wanted... I... <laughs> I offered to watch it with you on exchange of watching Beastars, and then you said, you basically said no. (laughs) That made me sad. (laughs) Unfortunately, Uh, yeah, I don't mess with Beastars, sorry. Yeah, whatever, I understand. Like, it's, it's, it's rough subject matter, for sure, but it's compelling, and I like Beastars, by the way. I actually read the manga, uh, so it's the only manga I actually collect, (laughs) by the way. So, there you go. Uh, uh, but Castlevania, yes, yes. There was a thing uh, I heard. I heard a th- go ahead. I heard a thing. Uh, I heard a thing the other day where they were they were implying that they were making a Konami cinematic universe using the Castlevania cartoon because there was like a reference to Devil May Cry, and they are making a Devil May Cry anime here relatively soon. That would be very strange because that's a Capcom like uh, property. Oh yeah, that's right. I always forget that shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's going to be Frogger uh, in, <laughs> uh, in Frogger's going to be Castlevania. Castlevania. Bomb- Bomberman's going to come in. He's going to blow him up. Somehow and the kid from Hater, Boktai will like- be there because he also fights vampires. <laughs> oh, man. And then, like, Zone the Anders will kind of get tied in there and then like i guess i guess this is, where, this is where silent hills went then i guess like it's gonna be first person and you play he's gonna be you're gonna be play it's gonna be played by norman reedus and uh we're making a bunch of video game jokes if I i'm going no to if i'm going to continue making jokes with you about this i'm going to have to google konami video games to get a list <laughs> uh because <laughs> i Patriots. listed the one that i know <laughs> 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 Fair enough. <laughs> uh, but anyways, go on, sir. Uh, yeah, I really like that show. It's very gory, so be mindful about that. Uh, it's also very decompressed, which is kind of annoying, but I'm dealing with it. But let's see here. Other cartoon things I've seen. Uh, other than the one we want to talk about. No, that's about it. All right, I have one other thing I want to bring up, and I want to be brief about it because I'm kind of embarrassed to talk about it a little bit. Um, well, no, I, I'm embarrassed is the wrong word because uh, I really, really like the show. I just it feels like it, <laughs> I okay. Let's see. I really like the show Bluey. <laughs> uh. If you don't know what that show is, uh, it is an Australian uh, kids show like Disney Junior kids show uh, about it's not by Disney. It's a it's licensed by Disney. Like it's on the Disney Channel, I believe, for like this Disney Junior. But like it's uh, made by the Australian Broadcasting Company. Um, 
and it's uh it's just a show about uh a world of dogs just a bunch of really good dogs and like uh there's like a little girl named bluey and her sister named bingo and they play games all the time with their parents uh and they have a really cool dad who is just a huge dork who like plays games and it's very adorable what they do it actually teaches good lessons uh it's hard for me to talk about because it's not like i mean okay I will say that it references subjects that I didn't imagine a cartoon would actually like reference like a cartoon of that type to reference like uh, specifically uh, there's an episode about uh, premature babies uh, like specifically they have a plate like at the elementary school they're having playtime and part of it is that one of the kids wants to uh, pretend that the baby that she's having in this uh playtime that she's having with at playing hospital is a early baby and needs to be put in like a little box thing uh to be taken care of and it's like wow i didn't think we were actually like at the point where we would have that in our cartoons and there was also like one about uh death that was a bit of a cop-out at times but it was actually kind of frank about it and didn't really bite around the edges um i don't know it's 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 neat. It's neat to see a show like this that is just so intensely wholesome that has like enough going on in terms of like characters and likable characters and uh art direction and uh creativity and storylines that it just like it feels really f- it's just a fun. Like uh one one person I know uh described it as a happiness potion. So uh, if you're feeling really, really bummed out about things lately, um, pick up, uh, look up uh, Bluey. I I know that the first season's on Disney Plus. The second season is on its way because it's currently ongoing. Um, And I don't know, like uh, you probably can find it elsewhere in other spots, but I haven't really done my research on that. But definitely, definitely look into it. Uh, If you're looking for just something that's just pure fun, uh, check out Bluey, straight up. Um, and uh, yeah, let's let's go on to the uh main thingy, uh, or rather the main discussion we want to kind of have, uh, which is about Steven Universe future. Uh, yeah. So the ending of Steven Universe, because finally I'm caught End up. End of Steven Jellion. End of Steven Jellion, which you made that joke before you saw the ending. <laughs> that's turns that's, out it I ended was up being pretty accurate. accurate. <laughs> it's pretty accurate. It ends better than even Jellion, but um, <laughs> uh, but like yeah, uh, it's uh, so for uh, those before we go on, K- uh, Casey, yeah. would you want would you want to like a uh, boop out? Um, okay. Yeah, just call me back in when you are, uh, done. Okay? Okay. Cool, cool. Oh, and, uh, for the audience as well, if you are, uh, not wanting any spoilers regarding Steven Universe Future, uh, I guess wait until 3554 to come back in. I guess I'll have Alex dub in the time code, I guess, there. Uh, make my voice like really stupid sounding, please. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay. 
uh, Steven Universe Future. So those who do not know what it is, uh, basically, uh, Steven Universe is done. The series is ended. It's completely completed. Uh, and uh, apparently, the what, movie, what the the movie the reason, happened? The that, there's they're in the future now. Hence the name. It's been two years. It's been two years so since like, Steven Universe. So like, uh, apparently, so Rebecca Sugar, like the entire for the entirety of Steven Universe, like. Uh, had to like basically fight to get more episodes made at least in a timely fashion um and it finally got to the point where she was like actually able to get a like to like get like episodes made like regularly and all that kind of stuff and uh she also realized that she was coming to the end of the story because she couldn't figure out a way to go further than what she had planned uh so she asked to uh do like do a movie and then that'd be the end of the series and then Cartner was like okay so we will do a movie but in order to justify you doing a movie we're gonna have you to continue the series which like is weird logic for I guess I mean I kind of understand what they're talking about but at the same time like I don't know so they made the CB Universe movie which was like a time jump uh, like a couple years uh, as uh, Cirque said and uh, Rebecca Sugar said, "Okay, so Steven Universe future. Uh, so uh, after the movie, I'm gonna do one more season, and that's it." And Cartoon Network's like, "Fine." And so yes, uh, Steven Universe future is basically there to uh round off any plot uh stuff that was not addressed in uh the uh mainline Steven Universe show, uh. And uh, I wasn't sure what I was expecting when I when I was going to go into it, but I don't think I was 100 percent ready for this being about Steven Universe post-traumatic stress. <laughs> I mean, I kind of I kind of kind of makes I mean, it makes perfect sense. It makes 100 percent sense. But like, that's not what I was expecting this to be. I thought it was going to be like fighting any leftover like bad gems that were left in the universe or whatever and that uh, happened it's just those people are important that's not important oh yeah no they're they're not remotely important like so like in the intro for uh Steven universe future like they show like silhouettes of a bunch of different like villains that show up uh and uh most of that shit is a red herring oh no no there's most of them are red herrings uh because like uh uh spoilers uh two of them are steven <laughs> yep uh yep uh, hey guess what because uh, that's a theme that's a theme yeah no the villain the villain of steven universe future is steven universe <laughs> and it's because of his own like insecurities and uh just general like realization that oh god everyone is getting like growing up and doing things out the I don't have anything. I didn't grow up like a normal person. I was sur- sur- surrounded by trauma and war my entire life. And now that that's over, I don't know what I'm doing and everyone else seems to understand that much better than I can. Like everyone else seems to be able to cope with this much better than I can and I don't know what I'm doing. And uh he does like several different things to try to like uh make up for it and uh, to like try to like like you know make himself feel better and all that kind of stuff, but nothing was really working because all of it's not really doing anything to actually help. He he has like a serious breakdown when like I I actually really appreciate that there was a part where they had a serious breakdown over the fact that Steven 
didn't go see a doctor his entire life. <laughs> like, like that's like a serious moment. And then like it kind of, he, there's a, like a moment where he realizes, oh shit, my dad was kind of a shitty father too. Like I, I'm, I'm, my mom was a war criminal who like destroyed people and ruined lives. And while she did atone for those things, she still is a complex figure. And I don't know how I process that. But at the same time, my dad, like who was supposed to be like the rock this thing that makes him like grounded in humanity he realizes that his dad was kind of a privileged shit who didn't really give him a normal life didn't even op- offer him a normal life whatsoever uh that's that and, part is there's a bit of it uh, that part it these episodes are complex yeah his dad was his dad didn't provide as much as he could but there's there's a lot of hints in that episode that he was also coming from a very bad place himself well yeah no that's the thing like uh the way they they frame that because like and i think it's brilliant because like um the show is from steven's perspective like completely that's that's always been the case and uh as such steven won't know anything that steven won't know really like it, it has to be like something that's feasible something that he's witnessed to you know that's like one of the strengths of the show that's really cool because that's how you that's how they did the world building you know um and the way uh, they handled that scene is really good because, yeah, I mean, Greg's dad was prob- Greg's parents were probably total shitheads. I mean, they were shitheads. I mean, you you, you have evidence throughout that episode in particular, like uh, like you open up the drawer, uh, like Stephen opens up the drawer to like look around with to figure out like where this place is. And it's a bunch of there's a bunch of letters from Greg to his parents. Never opened. Unopened never open they don't fucking care about him at all he had uh, to he had to go he had to have somebody else show him what music was yeah uh like he had to get like his creative uh spark from other people like and like yeah like it, it, it's but like at the same time when you compare his life to steven's where steven's life was like a one, one that was like him literally dealing with war and um misery and people like dying and getting hurt constantly um like you compare that like it's it's you, you someone like steven would probably look at that and say you're a privileged little shit you know and not really be able to relate to that at all and i like that they did that in that way uh because it shows that yes greg is fine and steven's right and greg is right but they're coming from different perspectives, and therefore it's a complex situation. It's yeah. interesting. It's some really, really interesting, really mature shit going on here, and I really like what they did with Steven in this last season. I really, really like what they did with Steven. This is honestly the most I've ever been able to relate to him, and I'm gonna be honest, I did. There were episodes where I was depressed the entire day after watching them. That I, that I, get, I I get that. Like I, I remember that like I remember like this uh like when I first watched Steven Universe, one of the things I loved most about it was Steven, and part of which being that I related to his certain level of optimism and his just general wanting to see people like to be happy and kind to everyone who he can, at least for everyone who deserved it. And even if he did didn't deserve kindness at least they didn't deserve like being killed or tortured or whatever you know Mm -hmm. um and 
like the the and I've always, that was one of the reasons why I really liked it. But like, um, we're getting to the point where Steven's an adult now. He's seen the complexities of his world and his future, and uh, like while he has gotten what he's wanted for the most part, um, he's still dealing with the fact that everything's still really imperfect and not great and like things can be great and more importantly he can't fix everything he can't do everything on his own and that's frustrating because that was his entire thing he did everything on his own and it his powerlessness kind of manifests in a set of like just rage and just self-loathing and like he, he tries to counteract that with like his own um trying to like oh no no i have to be good i have to be the best person i have to hold everything inside and pretend that everything is okay even though like i've done x thing that's terrible this other thing that's terrible all this stuff kind of stuff like uh i've like the, these feelings these complex feelings i have about my caregivers about the people in my life all that kind of stuff and like that that kind of like conflict that kind of inner conflict uh is devastating and can make you feel monstrous <laughs> like you feel like you're lying to everyone and that is what this show really emphasizes and like it's it's really i, I don't know it's it's very good i i related to in a lot of ways um it's it's a good show good show uh fantastic and into the series um, and yes, I did cry at the end because it's Steven Universe. And of course, I'm going to fucking cry at the end. <laughs> um, that ending is really, really good. That ending is really yeah. good. And like, there's there's a stretch of episodes. I think it's when he I think it's starting from the cactus one. That is just good shit. Just good shit in a row. Just mm -hmm. like slow mental breakdown. It's really, really good. But at the same time, it is a show that's, uh, it, it, it is also, like, we're talking about all, like, the dour bits, but for, um, there are definitely episodes that you would call quote-unquote filler episodes, though I would say that, A, the filler episodes of Steven Universe were fantastic, and anyone that actually complains about those would sorely miss them if they were, if they weren't there. Um, and, uh, to, uh, like, B, uh, the, they, you know, they still actually have, like, elements to the plot like emphasizing aspects of what's the problem with uh steven going on right now uh the one that i'm thinking about is the one with uh uh steven having to babysit uh onion and also do a safety lecture with garnet and the has to fuse between those two different things and that, that there's like a whole twisted mary poppins thing with uh rainbow quartz i think is the, the name yeah. of that uh, fusion yeah, yeah. Uh, Rainbow Quartz and uh, Sunstone, I think, is the other one. Yes. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, it's it, it's it's a funny episode in the long term because like while it does have like moments of like the <laughs> heaviness, like it's genuinely just a weird Mary Poppins episode with like Garnet being like the least uh, self-aware person <laughs> uh, when it comes to safety uh, alive. Uh, probably um, just to teach Steven a lesson, honestly. I think I think I, she's doing it on purpose. <laughs> it's it's yeah, um, there's fourth wall breaking it. I think my I think the funniest joke from that episode is Amethyst coming up to him and being like, I haven't seen you, man. I haven't seen you for eleven minutes. The show running time being eleven minutes. 
Yeah, it's because Amethyst wasn't in the episode at all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, it's a it, there's there are funny episodes. There's a lot of what made seem there's There's uh, there is a uh, genderqueer character, like explicitly so in it. Uh, they're pretty neat. Uh, and there's also uh, another uh, uh, gem relationship that I think is really cute. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's. It's a very good show uh, and it ended very well. And uh, I'm so thankful that it exists. <laughs> I really, really liked it too. Like I, like I say, I did feel like it got really close to home. And I'm really glad I watched it. I'm really glad I ended out and it was, it was very wonderful. Very well done. So, um, shall we call Casey back in? Yeah, let's get Casey in here. <clears throat> I'm back. Hello. Uh, yes. So, uh, in conclusion, when Garnet blew up the moon because it was a gem that was evil, uh, it made me cry and laugh. Uh, and thank you. Um, that was my that in statement. itself was a Neon Genesis Evangelion reference. Fly me to the moon, if you will. Oh yeah, fly, fly me to the moon. Uh, anyways, uh. Yes, so let's move on. Oh, wait, of course. How could I forget <laughs> the most important segment of this podcast? Well, the Patreon fair, ad! Isn't the Patreon... Uh... That was a drum roll going into the Oh, music. okay. Uh, isn't the Patreon paused right now? Uh, it's unpaused now. Uh, oh, is it really? I paused... I paused, uh, paused it for two, the last two months, and now we're back up and we're going again. So we're, we're, yeah, we're going. We're doing this. Okay. Yes. Well, HG. Actually, since I have taken over, why don't I talk about the Patreon? So. All right, go right ahead. Friends, countrymen, countrywomen, country people. <laughs> My belly is really pink for me slapping it so hard. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we have a Patreon. This Patreon goes to fund our editors, Aki and Alex, who without which, we cannot do this show. Now, when you sign up for the Patreon, you're going to see several tiers. These tiers end like a... Well, I mean, I guess for our first dollar tier, you are able to get a look into what we've been doing over the month with the Toontown Chronicle podcast. That's right. There's another podcast that we do. It is essentially a sort of little May rundown of stuff that we are interested in that's not necessarily cartoon stuff. Now, if you go to the, and correct me if I'm wrong here, HT, $5 tier past that, not only do you get the Toontown Chronicle podcast, you get Toontown Nights, which is a podcast where we, including some of our editors potentially, get together and watch a bad movie that is on YouTube or Netflix. This is an animated movie, mind you. Or at least, at the very least, animation is in there somewhere. I'm looking at you, Wayward Pecker. Now, for the for the ten dollar range, our last range, not only do you get all the above, you also get to. I am missing something here. HG, would you like to take over? Oh, uh, so there was the, uh, Toontown Chronicle, then there was the, uh, 
bonus podcast, uh, two different bottles kind of Toontown Chronicle, uh, where we talk about things that we are into. Okay. Um, then there's the Toontown Nights. Uh, oh, uh, Toontown Nights, uh, you vote on uh, the uh, movie that we watch, and I actually already have my theme set up. I'm going to actually post it here once we're done recording, and I hope y'all are really excited for what could be a potentially <laughs> devastating evening, depending on what happens. Um, so, yes. Uh, and that's everything with the Patreon right now, I believe. So, uh, yeah, go to Toontown Public Works, or rather, go to patreon.com slash Toontown Public Works. Oh, my God. Well, you do it, sir. I'm, my brain's bad. Patreon.com slash TTPW. Yes, that's the word. Reminder, we are coming to this off of a break. My brain is half there and it's half not. Uh, And the ones that isn't in there, uh, I think that's where all my podcasting juice went into. That's why I slapped my fucking belly for like... (laughs) A, a insignificant like for a significant amount of time onto this podcast and i am uh <laughs> i'm gonna pretend that i am making good decisions in my life uh uh and speaking of good decisions let's watch uh some cartoons how about that that sounds good yeah. everyone that sounds really good the, I, I just need reassurance specifically from casey who has been very silent uh i have an excuse i've got vertigo oh well vertigo um i'm sorry that you're feeling bad my dude that's okay all right so with that let's uh so what we do is we watch a cartoon that's fallen to public domain or is otherwise easily accessible and uh when we do that uh we pull them from the list so I guess uh, dust off the drum set, Alex, and do the drum roll. All right, we are watching a Felix the Cat cartoon. Oh, it's been uh, a while. Yeah, that's a good one to start back up here. Um, uh, and we're going to watch a cartoon called Felix in Skulls and Skulls, as in S-K-U-L-L-S. And S C U L L S. I don't know what S C U L L S is. Hopefully, it's nothing racist. That was the most like feverish. Uh, <laughs> like bizarre cartoon I think we've watched since Face Like a Frog, in my opinion. Okay, yeah, I, I'd um, agree with so, that. So, there's a thing that like some cartoon historians and stuff will talk about, like stuff like why did Felix the cat not endure in the same way a lot of his contemporaries did stuff uh there's a lot of characters from that era like even something like betty boop while basically just a logo nowadays uh still has some 
grasp in the popular culture and the, the in terms of like its visuals and zeitgeist, mainly in boomer culture. But I mean, they're, they they do exist elsewhere. And like, uh, I mean, they're like, there's like also, you know, like the Mickey Mouse, uh, even Oswald the Lucky Rabbit uh, has found a way to uh, endure uh, to some degree. Um, and I argue that the reason why Felix Cat failed is because Felix Cat cartoons are pretty much this. <laughs> they are like there are definitely good ones, but like most of them are just gags. Like they're just they're, like the, the the premise of a Felix the Cat cartoon is uh, that Felix the Cat uh, like is like like the animators, like the writers, and everyone just come up with like a neat thing to draw that they want to do and see if they can like do like a, like a loop of it and then just kind of string it together as best they can. Uh, and then make that into a full cartoon. Cause like what this is, is basically just a highlight reel, uh, in the sense that like, in the same way that like, you know how like animators will post, uh, like highlight reels of like animation loops they've done or like the scenes from things that they've done and like kind of, you know, use that as like their example thing that's basically what this is because there's a bunch of different like reoccurring like loops of animation that have absolutely nothing to do with each other um there's there's hardly any continuity um there isn't a story you can really describe uh like there's it kind of has two halves where it's like yeah, there's... one half where Felix is in a spooky house, uh, apropos of nothing. There, it doesn't like you don't you don't see him enter the spooky house, and you, he doesn't have an established reason for being there. He's just there. This, this cartoon then... starts me in Mayor Res, which is weird because like most cartoons are kind of like that, but I mean it feels like it's more jarring. Even I mean, so with this one, even more so rather. I yeah, I I guess like. But to no resolution, because like nothing, nothing is ever explained. Like that's, that's the reason I think it seems like dream logic is that it's like, nothing's ever explained. He's just in a spooky house and then halfway. Yeah. And then it halfway through, like after, after, you know, a couple minutes of, uh, I guess like surreal horror, um, Including it, one moment where he just punches the uh, punches a ghost to death. That was pretty good. Yeah, uh, but like for the most part, the you know the the spooky house scenes are full of like non conventional horrors. You know, like uh, like yeah, you know, like I said, like like feverish uh, stuff where like he has a blindfold on and he's like like swaying down the stairs that become a dragon and there's a face in the wall and you know like really bizarre horror elements and then like yeah halfway through it's like i don't know i guess it turns out it was all of his neighbors playing a prank on him i think is so like the way because like what it's sorry i'm sorry no 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 uh, you please like if, if you have a way to explain this i don't so i would love you to try <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't have a reason to explain it but i think i have an interesting way to put it um so like um because like okay here's the thing 
So first half of the short, it's basically just a bunch of weird, uh, like surrealist gags of like I don't like know you said, if they it qualify starts in as gags. And, like, There's not really punchlines. Well, yeah, I, I guess these are these are like gags in the sense that these were the jokes that like people weren't making jokes until now, and then here we go, here we go. Um, these are jokes. Uh, like oh, he a goat makes him ride him, and he like clops around. Like, like literally, like the first thing you see is like a face that like kind of like in the inky. There's like inky darkness, and you just like just like his ba- like eyes bouncing on the back black background with like a skull in the corner, and then like it like zooms in really close and like becomes like really detailed, and then it zooms out and zooms in, zooms out, and then you see Felix looking terrified in the corner, I guess, and then he just gets put on a goat. Then the goat is then like kicks him down the stairs uh, when they're blindfolded and like that. And then the stairs end up being a dragon and we get a close up of the dragon's mouth, like waggling his tongue, which, okay. Um, And then, then he like goes outside and then he like, he, well, he tries to go outside. He starts shaking the bars of like a window, but it weren't, wasn't bars they were just two birds that were standing there two birds with hats that were just sort of standing there and then they did a little dance and then walked off he goes outside he beats up a ghost and the ghost another ghost flings him back in the house and then uh the after that he gets strapped down to what is supposed to be a pendulum it looks like the pit and pendulum kind of situation from like uh Edgar Allan Poe yeah. and like it, it's, it, it's this, literally this like it's literally a, a 40 it's second a sequence of this by the way like 40 yeah. uninterrupted seconds of just like uh, you just see his eyeballs and you see the pendulum just clicking side to side as the blade gets closer and closer and like at times like the like feel as a cat's eyeball like irises just disappear so it's just two white voids like he's like dying as like it's going down and right before it hits him it gets revealed oh it's actually just a chandelier thing and oh it's just a college prank which doesn't make any sense to begin with if you're including because one there's a fucking dragon that nearly ate him and two there are two ghosts one he managed to beat the shit out of, which I guess maybe that's why he was able to do that. But the other one was the one that was like flung him from the tree, but he disappears into the ground. Was that just a ghost that was in on the prank? Yeah, I don't know how the neighbors made a face come out of the wall and stuff like that. Whatever. The if, if I if <laughs> and then I they just wasn't invited aware, to like a college a college boat race or whatever. Yeah, Listen. If, if I wasn't aware of the Poe reference at that forty second sequence, I would have thought that it was the work of a of an animator of like a rogue animator having a meltdown. <laughs> uh, yeah, like it's it's really I, really po- strange. Were- like HT HT described the first half of this cartoon as being a creepy pasta, and I think that's kind of yeah, a good way to explain the vibe. And then it takes like a complete like it it shifts moods so quickly. Uh, into like, like oh, yeah, we're all neighbors and we're having a party for seven minutes and like it's, it's a prank. Here's a boat race. Yeah, yeah. It, like and like that's the thing is like this. The short goes from like uh very very like intense and slow and weird uh 
And then it like just suddenly just becomes like a very normal, uh, like kind of like cartoon of its era where it's just a bunch of like looping animations about boats and animal people with like jokes about necks and elephant trunks and uh, like it's it, it's pretty standard feelings cast stuff and but like it's so out of place compared to what we saw for the first half of the cartoon that I was like half expecting that like by the end of it we were just gonna loop back around to creepy and it was gonna have some weird dark ending like it was gonna turn into a snuff film or something like <laughs> like we we're gonna see stills of like an actual murder like that's what it felt like <laughs> it was weird yeah very very strange and yeah and then there's a boat race and the boat race is just like oh, we're having fun there's giraffes and stuff and we're doing a boat race and uh, it it feels like two cartoons. Yeah, I was uh, I was thinking of saying that it feels yeah, like somebody took two cartoons and sort of mushed them together. Yeah, they just kind of connected them by by like a fishing line, and it's so <laughs> I don't know. It's just very this is, strange. This, uh, this is the Godfrey Ho. This is Felix the Cat ad directed by Godfrey Ho. Um, yeah, I'm just basically. I'm, <laughs> I, I just wish I could have been in the pitch meeting for this one is all. Anyway, yeah. yeah that's... I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm positive that what actually happened here was literally what you just said, is that they were like two ideas that they just could not like make full cartoons of, but they've already drew a lot of things for it and they liked some of the gags in it or something. It sure and is so they just kind like. of loosely stuck them together. Yeah. Anyway, that's Skulls and Skulls. Uh, very bizarre. Wait Even for what? I need to look up. I need to look up what skulls mean because that's that like might that's a boat thing. It is. It's referring to like skulls is like uh, a skull to skull. I think is a verb referring to using oars. Motherfucker! Um, they M Night Shyamalan us. It was right there in our faces. Yeah, <laughs> the entire time. Turns so, out Felix was dead the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then the plants were trying to kill everyone because of global Technically, warming. he was never alive. He's a cartoon. Boom. Cosmic. Yeah. All so, right. Uh, great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> let's, let's move on. Uh, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's watch another cartoon. Yes, let us do that. Uh, so let me just go ahead and pull out the list. Drumroll, Alex. Oh, by the way, it's thematic. They they pranked them. April Fools, y'all. Yeah, <gasps> April Fools. They did a Joker's trick on <laughs> the cat. I guess they forgot that. I for, I guess they forgot that they live in a society. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh. Uh. Okay. Fine. Um, <laughs> we're gonna watch another Three Stooges cartoon. <laughs> All the hits. All the hits. Hey, we're back in. Uh, we're back in form, everyone. We're back hooray. in form. Uh, we're gonna watch one called "What's My Lion." How do you spell that? W a t t s my l i o n. Oh, I get it. Like what's, what's my like lion. what's my lion? Uh, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. Uh, ha, 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 ha. 
<laughs> okay, let's <laughs> I can't find this one on YouTube. Alright, I'm gonna, yeah, okay. At least this was short. The <laughs> HT's review of this Three Stooges cartoon, What's My Lion? The, what the fuck why is it why is it w-a-t-t-s like i was thinking that, like it would be like a robotic lion or like be robots and lions or they're like cable technicians or something like that and like they're being pestered by like a mountain lion or something but no it's, it's just they're trying to climb a mountain and there's a mountain lion that's like cutting their rope constantly maybe that's it's referencing end. alan watts who's he uh he <laughs> He was a, a Zen Buddhist philosopher. I don't know why that he would have anything to do with it. <laughs> so, so you're this saying is... that this is this is a deep cartoon, and the lion represents the the obstacles in our life that will always bring us down. We just have to deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> it's about it's about the cycle of life. It's like how you know, like it, you. It, it, I, I don't know enough about Buddhism. I can't make this joke. Anyways. Um, <laughs> you uh, see, the three stooges represent Sisyphus trying to get up that hill. Yeah, mm. that's better. That's that's more something that someone like me could <laughs> make a reference to. Um, uh, okay. Um, I mean, it's a three stooges cartoon. It's thankfully like only like three and a half seconds. Of, like uh, the one we found was actually an upload from a three stooges uh, collection. Like it was a bonus feature or something. And from what I could tell, like it was the same one that was on this DVD collection that we got. So like, sure. Okay. And like, it's literally just jokes about them trying to climb a mountain, but then a lion like makes them fall. And they do that. Like, five times and then they try sneaking around the mountain and then this the line follows them and then line makes a bunch of boulders fall and then the three stooges are chased away and then like fucking this line uses his like exorcist neck to spin his head like 270 degrees um like <laughs> like to like watch him as he goes down and it's i don't know and that's a flexible HD. This is this is far from the worst Three Stooges cartoon we've seen, though. Well, no, it's, there's jokes. There are actual yeah. jokes here. There are they're there not are jokes. Like, they're not like really funny. Like no go, no gut busters, but like it helps that there wasn't a skit. They qualify as jokes. Yeah, I, that does help. I mean, like, I mean, there was the joke where Mo was climbing the mountain. He was like saying, and like, oh, we're gonna get to the top of this mountain, and furthermore, and then the line like. Makes, cuts the line and then they start falling and and Curly's like furthermore what uh he's like furthermore we are uh I can't remember what it was like, like this mountain lion sure knows how to hurt a guy and it's like yeah. um I guess that's a joke <laughs> that's that's yeah. kind of how also, this whole thing is there's also a joke when they first fall and then uh and then I was like are we gonna let a line get uh, get in the way of us climbing that mountain and then like larry's immediate response is yes <laughs> yes which that's a joke yeah. that's a joke yeah 
you know, it's like a, that's like a joke they would make on like Disney Channel, I guess. It's fine. <laughs> that's I, a Phineas <laughs> and Ferb joke. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen uh, Phineas and Ferb. I was referring more to like the like the tween age sitcom type. I don't know. Oh, oh uh, Nickelodeon, but like a Nickelodeon example, but like Drake and Josh. That'd be a Drake and Josh joke. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. You get what I'm saying. It's not funny. It's just, you know, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's not it's not painful to watch like some of the other ones we've seen are. It's just not great. Uh, it, it, I recommend not that reading it's welcome. Yes. I recommend reading uh The Snagglepost Chronicles. It's a really good graphic novel series that DC released a few years back. I don't know if I brought it up in the podcast yet, but like uh I'm bringing that up only because there was a lion in this cartoon and I wanted to think about literally anything else. So I just remembered that I read that comic and it's very good. Isn't Um, that one like he's like he's like a Tennessee Williams style playwright in like McCarthy era America. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's about uh, gay rights. It's about uh, like this. It's about like uh, like the various kind of like events that would lead to like like they briefly mentioned the Stonewall riots and they have like a similar police raid kind of thing to a gay bar in that thing. But like it's about how, you know, sometimes like change doesn't feel like it's going to happen. And honestly, a lot of times, like when you're in the thick of it, it doesn't really seem to happen, but it does happen. It's just a widespread thing that changes slowly over time. Uh that like and it's not like it's not trying to say like oh incremental change it's saying like no big change like big rebellious movements do work they just take time you know uh and it's also yeah like i said it's about mccarthyism it's about uh uh like gay rights it's about uh the industry there's a lot of it's very good it's genuinely really good uh and uh you should check it out uh Go to your local retailer uh, and buy it today. You probably could buy it at your local HEB or Randall's or uh, or Borders, another grocery store. Well, yeah, Borders. You know what? That still exists. You know what? I'm gonna step in. And I'm gonna say a thing. Don't 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 yes. go to the don't go to chain stuff to get your comics right now. Go reach out to one of your local like comic book stores and ask them, hey, do I do you have this and can you ship it to me? Yeah, or or like a lot of the times, just like a regular bookstore too, they have access yeah, to the works, same yeah. stuff. If you're looking yeah. for trade yeah. paperbacks, so yeah, yep. I was making jokes about places that you would absolutely definitely not see one, <laughs> like because <'cause laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> HEB in Randall's are local Texas. <laughs> grocery store chains so like (laughs) so no i'm pretty sure you're not going to see a gay rights comic from like four five years ago which had like has like a lot of swearing and blood that's about snagglepuss (laughs) uh being on like the store shelves there so get it at applebee's um, get it at applebee's (laughs) if you buy a happy meal you you can get one for two dollars (laughs) extra (laughs) along with a copy of bill and ted's bogus journey (laughs) um yeah we're not even talking about this cartoon because who cares uh we already talked about this opportunity (laughs) we said yes so let's we need to so support local businesses um 
read Snagglepuss Chronicles, uh, Snagglepuss Chronicles, and let's go and pull up another cartoon here. Why don't we do that? If there is any lesson that you've learned from this podcast so far, it's don't watch the Three Stooges cartoons. <laughs> well, here's the thing that's funny about the Three Stooges cartoons is that, like, when we first started this, you could find every episode on, like, a YouTube or, like, a Daily Motion or something like that. And that became significantly harder recently because, uh, like, they started actually licensing out the cartoon again uh, to, like, stuff like Amazon and... Uh, like as Casey found out uh, when we were trying to find this episode, Pure Flix, um, which is the, the the Christian the Christian uh, Netflix uh, thing. So for some reason, so like yeah, I guess I, I mean I guess this is the kind of thing that we would put on a highly conservative Christian thing because it's not funny but it's inoffensive. <laughs> so, um, uh. But anyways, uh, more porridge, please. I cannot get enough of this porridge. I'm pure flex. Just oh, oh, this porridge is too spicy. Just too spicy. Mm, there's a little bit of salt in it. I, no, no, no. Um, I don't know what that voice was. I was trying to do a Midwestern accent, but it kind of just evolved into like, like, I don't know. It just was like someone who had like a like it. Like someone who is just like a speaking, like like a speech disorder of some sort, like a like a king's speech kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know, but yes, the list. Let's let's see what is on the list. List, yes. All right, uh, we are going to watch a Gumby cartoon. Gumby. Oh, oh crap! Okay, yeah, Gumby, Gumpy, uh, Gumpy boy, Gumpy. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the one we're going to watch is one called Too Loo. T-O-O-L-O-O. So I'm hoping it's about potties. Because that'll be funny because I'm 12. <laughs> oh, thank goodness for Gumby saving the day. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, uh, Gumby. we got on Gumby's... We got on Gumby's flying record and we rode it into the sky like a chariot. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, okay, Gumby has been kind of hit and missed on this podcast. There have been good Gumbies, there's been bad Gumbies, but like, this was fun. This is just fun. It's it was ridiculous in like, uh, like, what the hell is going on kind of way. But it was also just neat to watch. It was it was a cool bit of animation and I liked it. (laughs) It was it was a very good use of eggs. It was a very good use of eggs. Uh, but like, like, cause like, okay, to give you an understanding of the tone of this episode, uh, Gumpy wakes up, uh, because a record is skipping nearby, like a giant record, like human sized, uh, and Gumby is toy sized, as we all know. Um, Gumby yawns with a voice that's not the Gumby voice, <laughs> uh like twice and he like turns off the record and when that happens two egg-like music notes hop out of the record and say hide us hide us and then jump in his mouth and he swallows them (laughs) and then and then a spider just comes out of the record i mean it's another music note children go he looks spidery yeah i I know he's yeah he's he's another music note but he looks like a spider he's like where where those two children go 
And Gumby's like, oh, wait, did you see two children around here? And he, Gumby, like, like goes, looks down at himself, and then he goes, yes? Well, he nods his head yes, and then he goes, well, tell me where they went. He points in a direction, and then the, like, immediately, the fucking, like, Riker just flies off into the sky <laughs> with the, the spider-looking music note, like, like just like flying on like and it's like not even like stop motion at some of the, sh- the shots it's of it like flying it's on, in the distance. It's it's like literally- it, it had like it had like YouTube poop timing. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like really it just funny. like flew <laughs> off, and it was a live action shot of a record on like a string being flying off in the sky with like a weird clay spider on it, <laughs> and and <laughs> and then he spits out the two music notes, and then. That's that's the tone. That's the tone we're working with here. It's just surreal concepts that just are thrown at you suddenly with like intensely quick timing to not give you enough time to react except to just laugh. Yeah. And I kind of love it. So these two music notes that are un- uncomfortably flesh looking, uh, they are trying to escape the song because they don't want to be playing the same song over and over and over. They're tired of being on uh they're tired of being on a single track in chocolate starfish and the hot dog flavored water. And they wanna <laughs> go and on vinyl play, nonetheless. Yeah, they wanna go and play new songs somewhere else. So they have to find out where their home is, where they can be in brand new songs. And it's in music like, land, so they go to music like, like, land on a rollerblade. Right, on a rollerblade. Uh uh I, I really like how Gumby shorts do do like it's like traveling stuff. Yeah. Because it's like it's clearly just like they put the Gumby clay doll on like a motor car or something. Like a, like a like an RC car or a roller skate or whatever, and then they just dragged like like a wire, so it was just like zoom out, and then like track like had like a dolly that was like tracking it in like the same speed. Uh, well, so then they like they look static, but like everything else is moving in this very specific way, and like it's very low shots, so you have like a toy perspective of like a bunch of instruments and stuff like that. And it's I, I, was, it, I, I don't know, it's I was, it reminds I was me of reminded, I, I was reminded of Kermit on the bike from the Muppet movie. <laughs> I, I think that uh, oh. I think that um, the Gumby cartoons I think are supposed to sort of uh, like I think the concept is supposed to be like a kid playing with the, their toys, and it's yeah. very like that's very much sort of like it's good at that. So you know, like yeah, yeah. So they they roller they roller skate to the gates of Musicland. And the gatekeepers ask for the password, and of course the passwords are just nebulous music notes. Uh, make, make a noise so we know you're down with it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like the audio capture, and they get through to music land, and they try to find out what instrument to and Lou the music notes came from. By like everyone, t- I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. no, no. You got. Uh, well, it was just for like the the gatekeeper, real quick. Uh, 
like he also spoke in like a slow and tired sounding voice like no one here is like speaking in a tone that's like of like a like a normal like human vocal pattern it's like basically just so everyone who is like ext- like everyone that has anesthesia they they all got like dental work and then like they're slowly recovering <laughs> and everyone that's then they recorded these lines at the same time yeah I mean, so yeah, they they go to the they go to like a xylophone and they get all the music notes out of the xylophone. They're like, "Are these your brother and sister?" And they're like, "No." And they go to, and then they cry, which is very <laughs> when they cry. Okay. It's like, all right, these kids, these these children, <laughs> like f- like I I don't buy that they're children, um, because uh, well, for one, uh, the little girl one i mean maybe maybe because like she's she's got lipstick but that could just be like cartoon gender coding which you know whatever but like the boy one has a mustache i don't think it was a mustache i think that was supposed to be like you know like the sides of your mouth i think that's i no 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 like like i'm talking about like I don't know the anatomical term for it. Like, kind of where your dimples are. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, I, I know what you're saying. Like, I mean... I, d- I don't think way, it was supposed these, to be. Yeah. They're creepy, though. They're, oh, yeah, like, they're, really oh, yeah. weird. They're, they're, there's they're, a part they're where little, they, they start crying uncontrollably, and it looks like they're crying vaseline. It's yeah, they're, they're little fleshy tears. And, and they... Uh, and they... Uh, and, and yeah, they start crying, and Gumby is like, "Wait, no, I'll cheer you up <laughs> by doing a, a nightmare music sequence." Yeah. <laughs> okay, but I love this screen. I love oh, no, this it's, it's really There's great. Like, it's it's fun. Uh, but it's yeah. I mean, I mean, it is based. Yeah, it is a fever dream ish kind of thing. Cause like, cause like, basically, Gumby is playing on a piano. And he's like doing different melodies, and then like all of a sudden he'll he just starts shrinking and growing, and it's like done through like uh like there's little tiny pianos that with like a little tiny gumby, and like it just shifts over from size to, like size to size, like like a like kind of, and it's just and then like a then all of a sudden ooh, all the different sizes of gumbies and pianos are at the same place at the same time, and they're like scooting around, and like then there's gum- gumbies like playing cymbals and. Uh, like like two Gumbies like holding one symbol and then the other one holding another Gumby symbol and then like ro- rotating in a circle like a perfect circle to do like a like a crash like they do like they slam Tycho drumsticks. Uh, they sword fight. Uh, it's really it's really clever. I I like it a lot. And you know like it's very nice. I, I I described it as a nightmare. I I do that a lot where I like. I talk about things being weird because, you know, they're cartoons and they can do unlimited things. And I, I'm afraid I just don't have an imagination. <laughs> but like, it's like, it's, you know, it's, it's really fun. It's a, it's a good sequence. Uh, Gumby rides, rides a piano like a car and then becomes like 50 Gumbies and they're all riding pianos like cars. And crashing into each Waking other. Waking away downtown, walking back. I stole that joke from KC. Yeah. You thought I wasn't listening, but I was. Well, <laughs> I, I, I thought I thought you were listening because you were watching the cartoon with us. I knew you were muted. 
I knew I knew for a fact right. you were laughing at all of my great riffs. <laughs> like that uh, megalovania joke you made. That was yeah. good. That was we good. We need though. to I think we we need to we we really need to start uh I don't know, we really need to start streaming us watching those cartoons or whatever because I think we're getting pretty good at riffing them when we watch them. Anyway, <laughs> uh yeah. Uh, so after that whole sequence is over, the sour note flies back in on his, on his record. Hovers down, he's like, what the hell are you people doing here? Come with me. And I- He's got a big net, a big net, and then like, Gumby's, instead of trying to save the children, just covers his eyes, and just the children have to save themselves. Yeah. And then, uh- I was a very, I was very confused by that sequence. Yeah, he like- he like turns himself. He's made of clay, so he like transforms himself into uh, a replica of two and blue, so that he can get captured and then turn back into Gumby and then capture the sour note. But his mask, though, where did all his mask go? I don't know. It's you're not supposed to worry about it. I don't think. <laughs> I, I need to. Uh, I need to. Go I mean, check Gumby can Gumby make many. See what 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 where his mask goes. Is it the Gumby dimension, like in Transformers? I don't understand. I'm pretty sure the Gumby wiki is just the SCP wiki, because I'm pretty sure Gumby's a cryptid. <laughs> yeah, Gumb- he's got he's got flesh bell bottoms. I can't uh, believe that Gumby is a Doctor Wondertainment article. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Anyway, turns out the Sour Notes dad is living inside of the, was it a tuba? I don't remember. It was, uh, it was like a, it, was, it was a record player. No, no, no. No, no, it was a tuba. His dad. Oh. What, what uh, was Yeah, because like that, that was, was the, same, the same tuba. Remember. You remember when Gumby turned, like inflated himself like by five times his normal size and then blew into the tuba? And then that note came out saying those notes are too small. That was the dad. <laughs> I know that's a ridiculous description, but I was honestly just explaining the scene as it happened. <laughs> um, but yes. Uh, yeah. And then, the, yeah, everyone, the, he, went, he, went, he went to flute. They went into flutes. And then that was the end of the cartoon. We love you, Gumpy. Thank you, Gumpy. We love you, Gumpy. We love you, Gumpy. Gumpy. Hey. Um. Uh. Yeah. Uh. So, guys, guess what? Yeah. Uh, guess what? I, in spite of all my time, uh, have not started thinking about my answer to this week's prompts until right news. this second. <laughs> Good news, neither have I, which is why I think we should just delay it. Because <laughs> okay. I, I don't think, because like, I, we ne- I, I knew that we were going to be delaying things. I don't think I ever posted the call to action because of that. Um, mm. So let's just go ahead. Let's post that call of action uh, after this episode comes up and then just respond to that, to the prompt. I know Cirque actually worked on it and he's like the only good boy amongst all of us. Uh, I can just hold like, on to my answer. Uh, Yes, you can. Uh, put it in your pocket and uh, like send it with a wish and a dream. Never um, let go away. And yeah. Uh, so so do the, we the have prompt was. Else? Oh yeah. 
Well, no, we're going to do the same prompt. We're going to do the same prompt, uh, which I'm about to announce right now. And that prompt is, what cartoon would you like to be seen rebooted? Uh, did we get some responses to that? Because I feel like we should say that, yeah, we're not going to just dump those. We're going to bring those back next week. I mean, if, if we got any responses, it's possible we got responses. I haven't checked in a bit. Um, and it's been a while since I've been in the, the Toontown Public Works email address, to be perfectly uh, honest. Uh, but, sure. uh, but, but, uh, I will say that, uh, you should send those responses to ToontownPublicWorks at gmail.com or to reply to the tweet that I'll be posting once this episode comes up. Uh, with the hashtag ToonTownPrompt, so then we can uh, get that all taken care of. And if you did answer that previously, then we will record at that time. Um, sorry for the delay. I just wanted to make sure that people actually had a t- chance to actually answer this thing, and I'm a bad boy. A bad, bad stink boy about this. Not, not a bad so, boy, a delayed boy. A delayed boy, fair. But, uh, so, no prompt answers this time. Uh, so I think we're just gonna wrap up now. Um, I'd be fine with that. I know that. Short episode. I can play some Aminal Crossing. I mean, it's bed. short in the fact that it's almost an hour and thirty minutes of recording time on our end here. So Is that's basically really? the length of a normal episode. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess I guess we must have just been very top heavy this time. All right. Uh, yeah, we were. Great. That's fine. Um. How do we usually? Oh yeah. So yeah. let's do the th- the things then. Uh, thank you to our editors, Alex and Aki. Thank you so much for adding um, because we we do find your help very integral in getting the show going, and we very much appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on our website, ToontownPublicWorks.com. Yeah. Uh, we're going to eventually update that to look like a nice thing, but uh, for now, it's just going to be the place where you can find our episodes as well as all our show notes. And in our show notes is where you can find uh, any of the tunes that we watched if there's any like direct links that we can apply for you. We have been eventually uh-huh. going to update that website since May of 2017. So <laughs> almost I mean, three years <laughs> I've been putting I mean, that I've, off. I've, I've, and I, I've seen websites take longer to update. I mean, we're still we still have a better track record than HomestarRunner.com. I mean, now we it, do. You know what just yes, fucking came we. back? You know what just fucking came back? You're hmm. the man now, dog. That thing. Yeah, that just came stopped. back. Today. Oh yeah, they yeah. brought they. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and it's like it's like it works great in mobile now, which is cool. <laughs> uh, awesome. I know. Yeah. Maybe don't watch that out outdoors so maybe don't watch that on your phone while you're out well maybe don't be outdoors yeah, right now john anyway god of the ss uh, so jumped in john big god of the ss uh, enterprise great yeah check the show Sorry. notes. I, I literally was one. playing it right there what where were you getting where were you i was literally stuff? just playing that <laughs> ymt me because you remember you reminded me that ymt me ymtmd is back uh and I decided to pull it up that link because I forgot to click it when someone linked me it. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> go ahead. 
Uh, wherever you're getting your show, wherever you're getting the podcast, like be it iTunes, uh, or wherever they're doing, didn't they? Didn't they remove podcasts from iTunes now? Yeah, it's Apple Podcasts uh, now. Okay, that's where you. It's Apple Podcasts. Yes. Review. Yeah. Tune find us on. Find us on Apple Podcasts. Find us wherever you're getting like uh the show and leave us leave us a review because we do go through them and we do see what we need improving on and what we're doing at job and we do take that into account and we appreciate it thank you all right that's it we we stumbled Uh, through that we finished (laughs) yeah we 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 are so out of practice it's so great uh it's got true to form actually i think i think i was stumbling over everything it's just how we do it all um, and in true Toontown Public Works fashion, we invented an excuse for why we did it bad. So. <laughs> <laughs> so everything's okay. back to normal. <laughs> everything is back to normal. Back to square one. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, with that, I'm H.E. the Raccoon. I'm Casey the Dog. I'm Sir, the cat. This has been Toontown Public Works. Stay safe. We love you all. And these cartoons, they've been our.